Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. I'm adding a note here on this podcast that um, I'm going to be talking about an event, and in this podcast I labeled it happening in 2005. It happened in 2013. It doesn't matter, though. It's still 10 years from the day of the example. So... The interview with General Wesley Clark with Democracy Now!, the clip that I will play for you, happened 2013, not 2005. Still completely relevant. Hey, so you guys want to learn some more quick, cool government fucking censorship stuff? Um, okay, so that, yeah, government censorship strategies that they do if they want to censor something that's already been released to the public. Do you guys want to know that? You want to know that? Cool, I'll tell you. So right now, there is a lot of hubbub. A lot of hubbub about Trump and that audio tape that leaked, and it was a major news story. And believe it or not, this is how... um, This is a tactic, not what Trump is doing, but the fact that the media is making a bunch of noise about it. So basically what happens is, let's say something like, I don't know, 15 years ago gets revealed, but it didn't catch a lot of steam and the U.S. government needs to censor that information or it wants to bury it and it's it's already been posted everywhere. And so how do you essentially bury these things? Because that's the thing is people forget shit. I mean, think about just recorded history. Um, 
you know, like things like the Bible, etc. A lot of those things were like stories that were told over and over and over again. And then they got changed depending on who told the story and then who, you know what I'm saying, who understood that they could just change the story as they passed it on, etc. And then finally it gets to another person who writes it down. And then, you know what I'm saying, he tries to challenge the authenticity of it, etc. through history. It's pretty crazy. So... Same thing happens with the internet. There's We're drinking out of the fucking fire hose now. And if you're going to make a media-saturated culture, and it's made that way on purpose, there's going to be some caveats, which it could you know, necessarily be bad for the people in charge. It's more good for the people in charge, because now we've gotten to the point where 20 years of human data harvesting and... 20 years of NSA developing all this new software and permeation of high-speed internet across the uh, across the United States, etc. And now it controls our lives. All commerce happens online, especially after the pandemic. But one of the caveats that is dangerous for a surveillance state to the government who invents it, primarily for a system of control, is coming up with tactics to silence or suppress or even suppress history. So what they do is they, the media will, if maybe let's say, let's say something happened like 15 years ago and it wasn't censored uh, and it was just put out there, but the government would like to censor it now because it wants to change the narrative about history or et cetera, right? What it will do is essentially make a big deal about a story and then use all those same keywords in that story as exactly like an event that happened 15, 20 years ago. Okay. So like Trump right now talking about the invasion of Iran and everyone's like, Oh my gosh, he revealed secret documents, etc." He did it. Believe it or not. And everyone's going crazy over that audio. Um, but what it does is all these news outlets are covering it and the whole and the whole mediascape is now creating content. Everyone's writing shit about Trump and Iran and Iran invasion, etc. And it all circle around this video of Trump uh, and the audio, etc. When you go and you bring it up on search and um, your computer and social media, etc. You know, Iran invasion. It's going to be this situation that happened with Trump, etc. And everyone's making a big deal, saying like, "Oh, Trump revealed secret information." He didn't. Believe it or not, this is a common tactic that when the United States government is trying to scrub history, but it's too ubiquitous. The the content is too ubiquitous all over the internet. So what they'll do is they will essentially flood the media landscape with a very similar story and use the same keywords. So what will happen is that event that maybe might be linked to a politician in the past, etc., um, will be erased, and what will happen is this will now be the re-remembering of history. You know, there's that uh, there's that great song by um, Rage Against the Machine where he quotes George Orwell. Remember that that if you, I don't know if you know Rage Against the Machine, but there's a song called Testify, and there's this part in the song, man. Oh man, that song's dope. But besides that, besides the song being dope. It's, um, there's this great part where he quotes George Orwell and he says, who controls the past now controls the future, 
who controls the present now controls the past. And he keeps repeating that. Who controls the past now controls the future. Who controls the present now controls the past. That's five, right? And he goes off. It's a great song. But that's a that's taken from a George Orwell book. But that's essentially what's happening. Who controls the past controls the future. And who controls the present controls the past. Who controls the present controls the past. So this story is now making a lot of headway, right? Trump with the audio talking about the Iran invasion. And they're like, oh, he's he revealed secret information, etc. That is not fucking true at all. Let me play you this great clip by this retired general who retired shortly after the uh, 9-11 invasion, a couple years after 9-11, doing a very public interview in like, gosh, I think 2005 or so, about this very topic. It was already... This, this, this information about the invasion of Iran is not classified. It's not even secret, but who controls the present controls the past. And this is a great example of how that works. Here is uh, General Wesley Clark actually revealing this very same information back in 05. Now, this is on Democracy Now! If you don't know about Democracy Now!, they're independent news. I suggest you follow them and watch them. But here's the clip. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, you We've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said... He's talking about the 20th of September. He's talking about 20th of September, 2001. I'll rewind it a little bit. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said... I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They've just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. And um, he said, I guess if... If the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. So that was way back the truth in, is about in the, the 2K. Middle East is, nope. That was way back in the 2Ks. Bro. Had there early been 2Ks. no oil? God, in the early 2Ks. Now here's, the, how's, here's what everyone's losing their mind about with Trump. You know, the bad, sick people. That, but, was, that was your coup, you know. 
the, against you. That's well, it started right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a kick. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. No, trying no, to overthrow no. your life. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't that amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Mm. Wait a minute. Let's see here. <laughs> Anyways, so he's talking about they wanted to invade Iran. That was already made public back in 05 by General Wesley Clark on Democracy Now!, but it's because it didn't get a lot of coverage, but it was still uploaded a bunch of places, right? So, and it's been so many years. The U.S. government is essentially priming media to cover the story like this, Iraq invasion, etc., trying to put a bunch of scandal around it, and trying to attach this revelation about a plan to attack Iran, being this classified information, right? Um, they're trying to attach it to Trump, but that's not that's not at all the reality. The reality is that information got published a long time ago, um, and got publicly revealed on a on a on a huge stage, etc. But it happened so many years ago that nobody remembers it, and it's attached to the George W. Bush presidency. People who George W. Bush's dad's names on the side of the CIA building, for fuck's sake. His dad was also a former president and also former the head of CIA. You have to understand, like I've said this before, people in the intelligence community are not fucking easily impressed. For So for them to put his name on the side of the damn spook, you know what I'm saying, headquarters, uh, means that dude must have done something impressive. Or he must have been some kind of super spook for him to do that. Regardless, the plan to evade Iran was done by neocons shortly after look this 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 the judge on uh, judge the general that i showed you um wesley clark he said this was the 20th of september they already drew up plans to invade iran but since this happened so long ago the revelation of this information would attach poorly to a presidency that's already he's rife with scandal and people like really understanding that the neocons really fucked us. They got us into a 20-year forever war where they and where Julian Assange back in 2007 revealed that that was actually the forever war was actually the plan to you know invade all those countries the general was saying in the beginning of this clip uh, was just to get us into a forever war and to literally use that war no one they didn't want to win any wars it was the war on terror it was a war on an idea so they can launder money taxpayer money, your fucking money, you person listening to this right now, your money, trillions to the tune of $8 trillion, put it all back in the pocket of all those people who got no bid contracts, etc. It was a money laundering operation. That's why it went forever, because it was a cash machine. Um, so that's the plans originally to invade Iran, etc. is going to look bad on that presidency, especially since everyone's really pissed off about a 20-year war that was basically a money laundering operation. And they killed 3,500 people 
pretty much in an instant um, in a staged terror attack so they could and and they did it in front of the the nation on live TV so they can essentially steal trillions from us. They wouldn't be okay with them doing that if they didn't get us all emotionally invested. That's one thing is people who are trying to lie to you, right? Want you to get emotionally invested in what they're telling you. And while you're sitting there getting upset about something, right? That's not at all the truth. They're now using the momentum of your emotions to uh, have you give them permission to do things that you would not even think about letting someone do, right? Like just start a war with a bunch of countries that didn't even invade us and they weren't even connected and we were just okay. There was no weapons and no, but of mass dist- no one even cared. We already invaded. Everyone's just like, oh, well. And then, you know, on top of that, George W. Bush invented the surveillance state. But ultimately, what everyone is losing their mind about is like, oh, Trump revealed plans to invade Iran. No, that was already publicly made. That was already publicly uh, uh, um, declassified information. But since it happened so long ago, and not a lot of people remember it, right? Because it's like lost to history. And that's the thing about the internet. The government, essentially, these are the new hieroglyphics. The internet, data, data storage. It's the new hieroglyphics. So if they want to delete something from history, you know what I'm saying? They could just delete it from history. But they have other tactics. What they do is now they create a scandal about a story or make a lot of noise about a story. And they have all major news outlets now cover it. Right. ABC, NBC, CNN. So they're all pumping out content, which all have the keywords of Iran invasion revealed. But and then they attach Trump to it. So now if you go back to go look for this information, there will be so much overwhelming top of the algorithm content. Attaching this attaching this revelation to invade Iran with Trump where it was already revealed way early back in the uh, in the two case. But that's how the government suppresses information now in the information age. When they can't, when they don't know where all the copies of something is, what they'll do is they'll just create a huge media event and you won't even understand the reason for it. You might just be thinking like, oh, Trump, we're going to get Trump. This is part of his case. No, no, no. There's a reason for this. So all the news guys cover it and they use these keywords. So when you search for these keywords, right, in history, because the new hieroglyphs, right, History is now in search engines. What they do is they create a media blitz that lasts about, you know, three weeks to uh, three weeks, three days to a week. And all these guys churn out content with all these keywords. And then it what it does is it pushes down the actual historical event or actual historical revelation of some information that might actually also attach to somebody else who may be incriminated by it, which was George W. Bush in September 20th, 2001. That those fucking neocons already planned to invade Iran the twentieth of September. Okay, that's nine days after the 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 nine eleven attacks. Nine days they already ready to invade Iran. They didn't have any information. Nothing. This was nine days. But if we revealed that information, and if that was how the history books were written. That would look poorly on George W. Bush. And that would look poorly on the Cheney family. Liz Cheney, 
you notice that uh, RFK Jr. is running for president. All of a sudden, Liz Cheney is not talking about a presidential run anymore. Isn't that fucking curious? But eventually, but essentially, this is how they control the past. Who controls the present now controls the past. Just like that uh, quote that uh, Rage Against the Machine said. Who controls the present now controls the past. This is a tactic that they use in media to essentially hose down all the record, the record books, the history books, essentially, which is now media and search engines and and, and social media and content uh, places with a story. And you just think it's a story and a scandal totally unrelated to something else. But what they're actually trying to do is blanket everything so they can suppress that information so it won't come up. And then they essentially rewrite history right in front of us. That's today's PSYOP. I wonder what tomorrow's PSYOP will be, right? Pretty crazy. But that's how they edit history. Who controls the present now controls the past. And that is one tactic. And that's also a tactic that they used um, to... Because let me tell you, when I was uh, when I had that JFK Jr. information, and I was like, oh gosh, I want to make sure I, re- I re- remember everything about that and you know what i'm saying let me go find that again etc let me see if i can find it because like i said i've been professionally trained in reputation management and search engine optimization i've been doing it for gosh about 15 years now i am a professional at it um people pay me to do things like reputation management and deep searches and i find things buried deep within the web for people and i've done that for you know people pay me to do that professionally um some people's you know, girlfriend might have done a porno or whatever. Like, I've done it all. Which is also what pisses me off about smears about me is because I've scoured the web and this stuff is being purposefully hidden from me on purpose. So that also pisses me off. Because I'm, I am literally professionally trained. I offered it as a service to find things like that. So that means somebody professionally hired coders and SEO experts. So... They could hide this stuff and it will never show up with my name. It has to be used in smear campaigns behind my back because lies are expensive. Anyways, I don't, my, me doesn't matter. Right now, what matters is this is that what's going on is you're witnessing it right now how censorship happens after information has already been revealed, but it happened maybe 10, 15 years ago. Too long for you to remember, oh yeah, didn't people already reveal this information or et cetera? Or they try to rewrite history so the people who initially reveal that information or or an event that might be tied to someone and damage their reputation, et cetera, they're rewriting history so you remember it differently. Pretty fucking crazy, right? So what they do is they match keywords and they'll have a story with the similar keywords, et cetera. And then they'll and then they'll flood the news once they find this information. Like, oh crap, this is going to look bad. A history on this guy, etc. So what we'll do is we'll use Mockingbird Media, make a huge deal about a story, and we'll use all the same keywords you would define those things, and we'll flood the media landscape, and then we'll push that down into the the you know what I'm saying the gallows of history or what have you. And so there'll be so much content with the same keywords of something else you'll never be able to find it. Who controls the present now? Controls the past. Days after 9-11, I went through, about 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and 
and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz, I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, "Sir, you got to come in. You got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, you, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, "We're going to war with Iraq. Why?" He said, "I don't know." <laughs> He said, "I guess they don't know what else to do." So uh, I said, "Well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to Al Qaeda?" He said, "No, no." He says, "There's nothing new that way. They've just made the decision to go to war with Iraq." He said, "I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments." And um, he said, "I guess if, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem has to look like a nail." So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, "Are we still going to war with Iraq?" And he said, "Oh, it's worse than that." He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, "I just," he said, "I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today." And he said, "This is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran." I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now, we are a zero-profit news project, not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero-profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags in different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing. But there are brands out there called Mission Darkness, uh, Hadoofy, that's H-O-D-U-F-Y, um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points, so whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one, as the security state is continuing to violate the Constitution, and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide, it's about the principle that the Fourth Amendment is not conditional. Now, did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed-down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul homeschool system. And you can find it, find it at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high-standard education that surpasses the public school systems. And in levels above, like, third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video-based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full-time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on, like, an inexpensive Chromebook 
Well, you can still grow like a home-based business, have a grandparent or child care monitor, uh, monitor their day-to-day or whomever you see fit, and then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo, which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, In addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple, or a Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc. Where school where, where school teaches, public school just teaches education, not even that well. Church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with the kids, just like you did with Santa Claus. You know, this is... Overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good people. And when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want. But until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse, you know, shit hits the fan skills, like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and, you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to, you know, the the country could short, shut down in just the littlest of time. And you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with 3D printing, you can go online to like places like the Gatalog. That's G-A-T, like GATS, Gatalog.com. And they can te- they teach you everything about 3D printing your own firearms. And they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, it's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist. Go to the catalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, aside from basic, like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, it's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, etc. Just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero profit production. And you can find out more about us at meshnews.org. And I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H, N-E-W-S.org. Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel, it's not red versus blue, brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear, love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.